What's going on, guys? My name is Chris DeSaro, and you're listening to the Cardinal Med Podcast, where our goal is to empower and inform future doctors. All right, welcome back to the Cardinal Med Podcast. This is episode number three, titled, Let's Talk Nursing. Much of this podcast is really geared towards pre-meds and those who are pursuing the pre-med track. But I know it's obviously very common for someone to want to be involved in healthcare, but not necessarily want to be a doctor. You know, after all, there are many people um, on the healthcare team that are not doctors, and their work is essential to maintaining a healthy public. And, you know, these professionals, they save lives every single day. And to help clear the air about some of these options that students have in pursuing a career in medicine, um, I invited my friend Cash, um, who is finishing up his undergraduate career soon and is pursuing an accelerated nursing degree. So I had a list of questions for him that can hopefully provide a clearer picture of what it's like to pursue this goal and as well as some things to consider if you're not sure how to best be involved in healthcare. So this is going to be one of multiple episodes that we're going to have here, like interviewing people from across the medical field and asking them about their experiences in arriving at this decision as in like, which uh, type of healthcare to really pursue, and what their lives are like as a result. Um, This interview was a lot of fun to record, and uh, I really appreciate Cash agreeing to come on the show. So without further ado, here's the interview between us. All right. Okay, so let's do this. Um, This is our first, like, interview of the series. So we're going to see how this goes. Uh, Today I'm joined by my good friend Cash. He's going to be a future nursing student. How you doing? Yeah. Um, So I guess to start this thing off... uh, Cash, would you mind giving us like some background on yourself, kind of uh, the start of your like academic journey and all? Um, what really led you to uh, wanting to pursue nursing? How you doing, Chris? First of all, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate being the first interviewer of many. Definitely follow Cardinal Med. Yeah. So going right into it, uh, what I was looking for in a college, I uh, wanted a school that was really known for their science program. I didn't know of exactly where I would start. I remember being overwhelmed as a senior in high school, as I feel a lot of seniors would be at the time of exactly what we were looking for in a college. And I knew that I just wanted to pursue something with science. And I want, I always saw myself doing something with healthcare. And I, I knew that I wanted to do something on the East Coast, so that kind of narrowed it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was really interested in wanting to wrestle in college, too. So right. something with wrestling and something with science. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what led me to Muhlenberg. Muhlenberg's a liberal arts college. And uh, I really liked its location, too, being only two and a half hours away from home mm-hmm. and, and only an hour away from the city. So it was I thought it was a good fit. And when I went in my interview in January of senior year, I got to meet the wrestling coach and got to take a tour of the college. And I just really loved what Muhlenberg was about. It uh, promoted itself as a small liberal arts college that had a really close-knit community. And it was really about the students getting to really know the faculty and vice versa. And four years down the road, here I am, senior in college, and it's definitely something I could testify to. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, um, time flies. Did the whole... Uh like, I guess, liberal uh, liberal arts portion of it, you know, um, a, lot of, a lot of colleges out there kind of promote this liberal arts scene of it um, to themselves. Uh, did that play like a big role in you choosing colleges or kind of just was an added benefit? Um, do you think it really impacted like how uh, really impacted what your college experience was? When I was a senior in high school, I wasn't looking into liberal arts colleges per se. That was just more an added bonus. Mm-hmm. But now that we've been at Muhlenberg for four years, 
that's really been a added bonus of just seeing what's out there and really expanding the way I think. Uh, I really like how I could just go into my dining hall and talk to friends that are bio majors that are also pursuing dance or theater. And uh, it just really gives me the added benefit of having a different perspective on life and Mm -hmm. see what different things are out there to study. So the diversity was huge for you. Diversity was definitely huge for me. And uh, what did you major in? Or what are you majoring in now since you're still in school? There? Yeah, so I'm a second semester senior and I'm finishing up my major in public health mm. and I have a Latin American Caribbean studies minor, which was picked up through the liberal arts pro- part of it, which is pretty cool. I was just taking these different uh, general academic requirements with history and whatnot. And these classes all just like piled up. And one day I was uh, talking to a professor and she was like, do you know that you're one class away from finishing the minor? I was like, what minor are you talking about? <laughs> she says, Latin American Caribbean studies. And I was like, that, that we offer that? <laughs> so I'm actually in a Spanish class right now to uh, finish up that last prereq for the minor, uh-huh. which is really cool because I, I like I liked it along the way. And it's I think it's an added bonus, you know, having that liberal arts opposed to just focusing on science and, you know, the bios and chems and public health. Yeah, I was mentioning in the uh, last couple of episodes actually how I think when – um, you're pursuing the sciences, especially on like this pre-professional, pre-health track. Mm-hmm. It's easy to fall into the whole like one-track mind thing, where it's like, okay, it's, oh, definitely, yeah, like sciences only, and uh, I don't know, it really just uh, limits your horizon. So, definitely. you know, I think I think the whole like liberal arts portion of it definitely um, allows you to expand like your interests and really go into areas you uh, weren't like interested um, initially or just weren't allowed to. Uh, I I agree. Explore to as like create as depths as you'd like to. So I agree. And to add on to that too, Mm. the uh, if I could go back right and like if I had more time to add classes in, I would definitely take an intro to social class and Mm. a gender studies class. Oh yeah. Uh, Intro to social, I feel just like would be a good class to just get your feet wet with sociology and just more of like wider like themes. Mm. That and for gender studies. If I was in high school, I would have never even guessed to take a gender studies class. But yeah. I just feel like thinking about like feminist movements and like masculinity and uh, different topics like that where it overlapped with my history classes kind of made me think of like, wow, there's there's more to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, returning to your major and uh, I guess your minor, too. Um, are you happy with your choice? Like how it's kind of panned out so far? Um, did it like touch on everything you wanted to really learn? Um, do you wish it kind of went in a different direction? Uh, how do you feel about it? I didn't know what public health was when <laughs> I was in college, like first, like freshman year, and I, I remember I was introduced to a sophomore year when I took sec, uh, second semester sophomore year. I took issues to public health, and that was like you know your basic level intro, and I loved it. I fell in love with uh, what the curriculum was about and how public health just focuses on the community and health prevention, health prevention, health promotion, and studying how diseases work and how they can impact community was really impactful, especially as a student that is interested in healthcare. And then when I got involved with my research, uh, that was also really eye-opening of which another way I could work with public health. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, what's your research in? So my research is with Dr. Cronin. She's the director of the public health program, and she's doing research with radon. Radon is the odorless, colorless gas that is the second leading cause of lung cancer behind smoking. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty prevalent in the Lehigh Valley, which is where Muhlenberg is. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to dive into that research and work within the Allentown community to uh, find out 
what they knew about Radon and like kind of understand where they were with Radon. And right now, actually, we just met with a state representative last week in regards to creating a policy. Uh, there's currently no policy for uh, Radon mitigation or Radon testing really? in homes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's crazy, too, because like some of the highest levels of Radon are in Lehigh Valley. Mm-hmm. So it's really ironic of like you would think that there would be policies, but there's really not. Uh-huh. So it was cool. And he was a Muhlenberg alum, too. Nice. So there's the Muhlenberg Alumni Network working out. <laughs> and uh, he was really good with giving us feedback and taking the initial steps of where to go with policy. Mm-hmm. So definitely honing in on public health policy was something I never would imagine myself doing. And now being a senior doing this research for three years has really uh, come full circle with applying what I want to do in life. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely the like whole practice what you preach type of thing. Exactly. Um, now, I guess the main uh, purpose in me bringing Cash on the show here today was to really talk about his, um, his pre-nursing experience because uh, you're – using this public health knowledge and uh, you're, um, you're schooling thus far to pursue health, right? So uh, just a little background, Cash, I understand that you were uh, you were pre-med at one point, correct? I was. That's initially where I thought I was going to do when I came to Muhlenberg. So uh, I remember s- clearly sitting in the, it was a, I think it was a senior panel, mm-hmm. and they had a PowerPoint for all the pre-meds, uh, pre-med PowerPoint. And the PowerPoint presentation said that 92% of the students that take the MCAT uh, get into medical school, which I was like, wow, 92%. That's a high rate. So that was definitely something that was leading me towards the medical route. And then it was, uh, I had a transition into, I think it was, uh, it was January of junior year is when I realized that doing the medical route wasn't like like full blown, like what I wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. Just the medical route was in the field of study that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I guess before picking into that, uh, just to start off with, uh, like what really got you into medicine initially? Like you said you were pre-med first and now you're nursing, but you know, they all have that sort of overlapping theme of, uh, just having an interest in medicine and you're, you know, you're talking about your public health major and stuff. So what really sparked your interest in uh, that type of field? What sparked my interest in medicine in general would definitely be the, uh, of being of service. I've, always felt like I enjoyed being of service regardless if it was in a medical field or if it was just volunteering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be a part of this organization called Charnas Kid Club and it was, it met every year and it basically was uh, being uh, with children that were not able to leave the hospital. It was at New York Presbyterian in Manhattan and it, they called it the summer sizzle because they ha- they decorated it with like beach themed and there was uh like you could create your own uh backdrop of like <laughs> like, like like beaches it was just like it was the event was kind of centered around just giving s- children that didn't have the opportunity to even go outside and enjoy the sun to still have like that summer experience interesting yeah it was really cool and like it just made me feel more grateful like what i had because there were kids that were walking around with like ivs and pil- children in wheelchairs that just like couldn't get up but like they were like they felt like they were on top of the world when you were with them and you're dancing with them and you're singing with them and yeah. they're fist pumping their fists in the air and they just like they don't even realize that they're they have whatever illness they have like they're just in the moment right now is like feeling good mm-hmm. and that really made me like feel good as well that I could be there to do that mm-hmm. and also my uh, I just have family that is, are in the healthcare field you know my, my brother is an eye doctor I have uncles that are dentists. 
So just always talking science with them growing up was uh, something that led me to the medical field in general. Interesting. That's that uh, the thing with the summer summer sizzle with the kids. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's super nice. It was really cool. It actually made me realize that I'm more wanted to do something with pediatrics or something with working with kids in a hospital setting. Now, um, I guess going to the whole switch from pre-med to nursing, um, what ultimately made you uh, switch from one to the other? So, you know, as a as a medical a pre-med student, you're doing like your internships and you shadow doctors along the way. And uh, along the, like that, that opportunity, I learned a lot uh, about myself, of course, along with the field that I was like interested in. Mm-hmm. But the transition happened around fall of junior year where I was shadowing an ophthalmologist who was also a Muhlenberg alumni, so like Muhlenberg alumni running strong again. And I realized that during the internship, I was having more fun getting to know the patient than what was actually being done to the patient. Interesting. You know, and uh, that that was something that was in the back of my head that I had never really entertained it till winter break of junior year where I was like, this is it. This is like something I want to pursue. Mm-hmm. And I realized that my, my qualities were I'm very engaging. I love connecting with people. And I love being of service to people. And how that translates into nursing is I want to be there for the patient and advocate for the patient. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that would set me apart differently than medical field, uh, than like being a doctor, Mm -hmm. in the sense that I really feel like I could engage with that patient, especially like in in time when times are tough. Like if they just were diagnosed with a terminal illness or they have a really bad common cold and they're like need they're seeing their primary care physician about it or if they're in the hospital for any case i feel like having that person there to really calm the patient and be patient with their patients is something really important and i feel like i could strongly advocate that as a nurse yeah i definitely always say that like um you know in the last episodes we talked a bit about the whole save our doctors movement and that's in large part about that's in large part because uh um Sometimes doctors are often like an underappreciated portion of the healthcare um, the healthcare scene, um, especially since they're often there in during like some of our most vulnerable and toughest moments in our life. But uh, I would definitely say that nurses, of course, obviously fit into that as well. Um, nurses are very often the front line in the in the, um, in the healthcare setting. So yeah, they definitely d- deserve all the praise possible. Um, and you were going about how. Uh, you think s- a certain number of your qualities best align with the nursing profession more so than uh, with uh, that of being a doctor's. Do you think that, like, I guess I guess I'm asking, how do you see nursing fit into the whole, like, healthcare equation? Like, what does a nurse do that you think is unique compared to other um, healthcare professionals? That's a good question. And I think to tackle that question, I want to talk about my undergraduate experience as an RA. So sophomore year I is when I first became an RA and I lived in a freshman dorm. And then junior year I was in another freshman dorm. And now senior year I'm the hall director for Walls Hall, which is uh, one of the freshman dorms on campus. Mm-hmm. And that experience is, is definitely something that I'm going to take away from Muhlenberg. And it translates to nursing like this. As a hall director, not only are you managing the whole building of over 200 uh, freshman residents and managing a a team of seven other RAs, but you're also that person that connects the 
your staff, those seven other RAs, to the professional staff if anything happens or anything goes wrong or there's a resident of concern or an RA of concern. So I feel being the liaison between the RAs and the professional staff could resonate with nursing in the way where I know that with advocating for the patient and if the patient needs something or they're in distress about something the doctor said, I can be that person that advocates for the health of the patient Mm -hmm. by communicating to the doctor or to whatever higher medical supervisor there is. Awesome. Okay. So um, for a student who wants to pursue that career, uh, what does the pre-nurse track really look like? Now, not to throw a whole different wrench into the equation, but I understand that you're going for um, what's called an accelerated nursing uh, degree. Um, But I guess the more standardized route, like what what would students who, um, having not gone through this sort of pre-med switch, uh, what can what can really they expect? Um, not having to go through the whole accelerated portion, but rather knowing straight from high school, like, yeah, I want to do nursing. Good. You hit on it with a good point. So traditionally, uh, when you're a high school student and you're looking into nursing, you would apply to the traditional four-year nursing tract, which is a bachelor's degree of science, it's called, of nursing, so a BSN. And it's just you would apply to the college and you would also apply to the nursing program associated with that college. For example, Fairford University has one <laughs> uh, where you get your you do your undergraduate experience and you also get your bachelor's degree of science in nursing at the same time. So it's just four years. So it's four years. You're able to complete your undergrad and become a registered nurse. Mm-hmm. At the end of the program, you do have to pass your NCLEX and the NCLEX is a standardized exam. It's the nationwide examination for licensing of nurses Mm. in the United States. And that is something that you would have to complete at the conclusion of your four year program Mm -hmm. uh, as an undergrad. And let's say if you're like me, though, where you go into college knowing that you wanted to do something with healthcare, but not really knowing exactly what on the head you would want to do. They do have these accelerated nursing programs uh, where you basically just take the prereqs and there is a certain GPA, QM GPA you need to have. Do you know and what it usually is but off the top yes, of your head? Yes, yeah. So it's uh, like commonly it's 3-0, 3, cool. 3 to 3-2. Mm-hmm. I know Malloy has, is 3-3 three, three actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely competitive. Yeah, it's a, it's a competitive thing. And uh, these programs are designed for people who are just like me and could be just like you listening to this podcast right now of you are now you're into your second or third year of undergrad or you are completely out of your undergrad years and you want to change careers and you could do this in 15 months and there are programs that are 12 months, 18 months and there are accelerated nursing programs that are two years for um so I think it's really cool how the pro, uh, the programs could vary in time. But just to get to the, the the cut of it, the accelerated programs are designed for people that want to pursue a second bachelor's degree. So, Chris, at the end of it all, uh, right now I'm applying to accelerated nursing programs. And at the end of it all, I would have a bachelor's degree in public health. And after the nursing program i would have a second bachelor's degree in registered nursing mm-hmm. yeah and especially how uh, nurses are in very in a lot of ways the, like the front line of the medical field it's mm-hmm. the first person that the patient almost uh, yeah it's almost the first per- person the patient sees upon entering the practice if uh, um, they're going to one 
um, I definitely think the whole public health background is going to like help you out on that as well. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, just even on the train. So I had an interview today, actually, which is really cool that we're doing this interview now. Uh, so on the train to my interview this morning, the there was a New York State Department of Health uh, poster that was talking about uh, hepatitis C and like curing hepatitis C. And I was like, mm. this is public health. Like this that's is public health. This is public health. So I actually said that in my interview today. It was really <laughs> funny. He was like, oh, that is public health. Yeah. For those who don't know, uh, this is public health. It's like the catchphrase of Muhlenberg's, uh, oh, yes. public health department. Hashtag this is public health. <laughs> you could look that up. Um, so yeah, that's, I'm really excited about this, Chris. So it was, uh, it was a good interview. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pace's, they said it's a pretty competitive program. They said that um, they had the highest number of, the numbers escaping me now, but they said the high, they had the highest number of applicants for this fall 2019 uh, application cycle. So we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I, I really like the whole, uh, the whole point how, you know, uh, the accelerated program is, I guess not built for, but it can definitely help students who they go to like a four-year university and maybe they're on one track and then decide that nursing is more for them. It doesn't exactly like, I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't reset their entire, um, their career path. Like I know a lot of people who maybe they're pre-med and then, um, uh, I don't know, like they're three or so years into their undergraduate career. And, you know, they realize that the whole, uh, length of the thing and the whole like trajectory towards being a doctor is maybe not exactly what they're looking for in a career. Um, and they think that nursing is, uh, like it's more what they're looking for so i think exactly that the, i think that the um accelerated program is uh, it gives people almost a second chance who like are um, having that predicament exactly and my interviewer today was telling me of how uh he's had applicants he interviewed that were accountant major accounting majors in uh in college and that want to pursue nursing or art majors in college that now want to pursue nursing so it's really interesting of how broad uh how broad of interest that you will meet once you're in the accelerated program, mm-hmm. because now you guys all have a common goal of wanting to be a registered nurse, but they were studying art when they were an undergrad or they were studying business in yeah, undergrad. Yeah. So it's all different backgrounds. And, um, it just goes back to once you get the prereqs down and you have a solid GPA and you have a good story as to why you want to be a nurse. Like that's what's, di- that's the difference. Also, I thought it was pretty interesting on the interview. You said how, uh, people that applied, some of the people that were got accepted into programs never even stepped foot in a hospital. Really? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, like, it is just interesting. Yeah, like, I was, I was like, really shocked by that. Um, but it's just because, like, they have a, a good story as, as to why they want to be a nurse mm-hmm. and uh, why what they they able to translate their experiences into what will make them a good nurse. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that uh, I took away from that interview looking at for future interviews of how to translate my story better. So that's why I'm happy to be on this interview on this podcast to talk about it. Um, now I guess kind of segueing into nursing schools in general. Um, what are you, what are you personally? And I guess what should other people be looking for, um, in a nursing school or a nursing program? Like, uh, is it like their location they should emphasize their, their prowess or prestige? Um, I don't know what really makes a good nursing program. Uh, tell us more about that. So looking into nursing programs, I actually saw a couple of YouTube videos about this, which is really cool that you bring it up. So with nursing programs, they're talking about how when you're looking at different programs, you obviously have to look at the prereqs and it depends on like 
how much time do you have? Are you trying to go get into a program like for fall of 2019, but you're missing like one pro- one prereq that like most schools have? Mm-hmm. Then that's gonna shift your thinking of like where you could apply because you're trying to get in like by a certain time. Okay. Um, another thing they were looking at was, um, not like, was it prestige? It was it was prestige, but it was also are you going to feel comfortable in that environment? Yeah, it's important. Yeah, that especially, so with the accelerated nursing part, though, it was like, because it's rigorous 15 months or 12 month program, um, that's, you like eat, breathe and sleep like nursing. Cause like, that's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. And if you could, if you could visualize yourself actually being in that program and surrounding yourself with, uh, people that are like-minded like you, that is something that, they were emphasizing in, in like what the program is and for anyone that are uh, in the interesting in um, anyone that's interested in applying to programs whether you are in college or in high school looking to do it in college um, my best advice is look at look go on to their website and look at the um, the objectives and goals and mission statements of the program and see how they resonate with you so for example one of my uh, schools I applied to today, I mean, one of my interviews I had today was uh, there. They focused on leadership and community building, and those two uh, those two key ideas resonated with me because of my undergraduate years as a RA and as a hall director and the other organizations that were involved in that I took leadership roles in. So, uh, one I would say is look at the mission statement and see how that resonates with you. If that's something that you would consider yourself actually pursuing and really authentically talking about uh, why that mission statement resonated with you in an interview setting. Two, I would go with location. Um, however, if you feel like a location is a make or break point for you, I feel like a takeaway would be if you could go through the program. If the program is 12 months or 15 months, you could push through and like location yeah. doesn't have to be a big factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, of course, if it's your four years of undergrad, you want, of course, you want to take that consideration of, am I going to feel comfortable in this atmosphere? Is this going to be a culture shock for me? Is, are the students going to have, like, are, am I going to have students that I see on campus that are going to be the complete opposite of me and like have completely different values in me that I just can't uh, testify to? Then like, that's something you want to take, take in consideration. However, personally, when I was applying to programs, uh, location wasn't that big of a deciding factor solely because I would be rigorously working in the program the whole time and uh, not really focusing on, like, what's the what's the surrounding city like? Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, it's you're only there for, like, 12 months, you yeah. know, and a year goes by really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure regardless, uh, fit is, of course obviously uh like a huge what do you call it like a huge driving force and uh depending where you apply or at least like I, I imagine you find that more in your interviews kind of gauging um with the interviewer and the other students around you like okay like how um how similar are the values between like, the people who go here and myself kind of like uh allowing yourself to really exactly. meld with the student body and uh the other people at the school exactly exactly and i guess jumping back a little bit um, you were mentioning the prereqs, like you need to take the prereqs to get into these accelerated programs or um, the nursing programs themselves. If they're not accelerated, you still have to take these necessary courses yes. in order to, uh, to study nursing. Um, 
for example, I know for uh, for pre-med, it's like uh, like a year of chem, um, the year of orgo, some, uh, what do you call it? There's some physics in there. What does this look like for nursing? So some of the classes that you would take for as a pre-med student do overlap with uh, to be an accelerated nursing student. So specifically, uh, a lot of the programs I looked into focused on having human anatomy and physiology one and two. That's a huge difference. Uh, yeah, which is pretty big. Uh, you do have the general chemistry with lab, just like you would if you were a pre-medical student. And you need to take microbiology, nutrition, statistics, lifespan psychology. I do know other cl- other course, other programs require you to take genetics or micro or biochemistry. So it's great, kind of depends on what program you're talking you're looking at. Oh yeah, different from school to school. Yeah, I okay. definitely know though that human anatomy one and two are gonna be the big um, prereqs for like any program that you apply to, as well as lifespan psychology. I feel it just focuses more on like the human, um, like as a patient across the board. Uh, and like the human anatomy part, like that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that the pre-meds don't need to take that. They kind of have to wait until medical school. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, is there a period of time in your, uh, nursing training that kind of, um, what's it called? You can use to become a more specialized nurse. Like if you don't want to just be, um, a general nurse for whatever practice you work at, it's like, you want to be, uh, like a, a nursing uh, a nurse uh, who specializes in neurology or pediatrics or even like anesthesiology, stuff like that. I'm familiar with that during the clinical portion of the nursing program, when you're uh, doing clinicals and you're, I know like for the PACE program, PACE University, they have clinical rotations at four different hospitals and those go from geriatrics, to pediatrics, um, emergency room, surgical, OBGYN, and to get to the specialty part, I think that is like towards the latter part of the program mm-hmm. because like how can you determine what specialty you're going to choose if you haven't been exposed to like all the specialties offered, Right. you know? So I believe it's the latter part of the program. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and I guess since we're getting into the latter half of the interviewer, um, these clo- just uh, kind of get some closing words out there. Uh, what can a high school student or like a younger college student um, who wants to pursue nursing really do to best prepare them, do you think? That's a great question, Chris. So specifically, if I'm talking to high schoolers that look interested in doing nursing, if I could give a word of advice, it would definitely be to be open-minded. And I know that sounds kind of cliche, but it's really true. If I was, If I could bring myself back into high school... I would have been more open-minded to the idea of nursing, and I think what really shut me out of it was I was so headstrong on pursuing a, being a doctor because that's what I just surrounded myself with. Mm. However, I feel like I didn't really give nursing the chance I should have when it mattered most, and that was when I was in high school. Mm. I think part of it has to do with not only my environment of uh, being surrounded like my families, by my family that are already in uh, the, the that were in the pre-med route or are now doctors. I think that, so I think that uh, the environment I was in led me to want to pursue being a doctor at the time and not considering nursing. And also I thought of the idea of being a nurse was like a step down of being a doctor. Uh. And I think that in itself is its own podcast of 
like the pers- like per the the way like the pers the way you perceive nurses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the field of nursing is growing tremendously, with uh more jobs being available to nurses because of the age increased age in the baby mover generation, mm-hmm. and at the time I just wasn't thinking of like being a nurse because like I thought that would be I, in my head in my high school head being a nurse would be a, was a step down from being a doctor, uh-huh. but really looking back on it now like being a nurse is such a vital part of the healthcare uh, system and healthcare medical team as we spoke about earlier how they are the liaison between the patient and the doctor I feel that nursing is a uh, definitely is underappreciated yeah. overall in society I agree yeah and I think that it's at my role as a student now could be to try to change that perspective especially as a male nurse too um BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics is showing as well that there is an increase in registered male nurses, mm. which makes me excited because it's like I'm being a part of a new wave in the uh, working industry. So I would tell a high school student to be open minded uh, and just look, do more research into nursing, opposed to just saying, like, why do I want to be a nurse? Like, all nurses do is just like clean patients' butts all day and like, that's it, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I would say to be open-minded and um, anything you do, just, of course, follow your passion too. Uh, because if you don't love what you're doing, then you could become it, but you're not going to enjoy it every day. Yeah. It'll, it'll feel more like you're actually working. But if you love what you're doing, it doesn't have to feel like work. Just like this podcast, mm-hmm. you know? like I, I, don't, I feel like I'm just having a conversation with you. And it's like, <laughs> great. Yeah, it's definitely huge you were mentioning on before the whole idea of like, kind of putting aside these expectations because I know it's a um, unfortunately a popular sentiment that nurses are in some way like less knowledgeable than doctors just due to the whole maybe like length in education thing I don't know this is whole like um, I think image. that's a factor yeah yeah and we like we all have this sort of image of uh, doctors being this like uh, like top of the hierarchy in a way but you know it's very much like you said a medical team it's not like uh, this a pyramid of knowledge it's like everyone kind of functions uh, in their own like unique way in this uh effective group that all come together to you know really save patients lives and i think that um kind of breaking away from these expectations and especially um especially with nursing if you're like even a minority in nursing like cash you brought up the whole uh being like a male nurse um i know that's like um for any guys out there who want to pursue nursing um i don't know if that's like subconsciously uh, in, in inhibiting factor you know it's like this image of like when you think of nurse you think of female when you think of doctor you think of male and that's obviously not the case yeah that's why i wish i took a gender studies class in in uh in college i'm graduating in uh two months but i, I think that I, I really agree with what you're saying that there is that idea that in people's heads and like the society puts that um being a doctor it's a masculine task you know like they're like, you, like whoa like what are you doing being a female doctor Oh, I'm saying we are a nurse. Like, you think nurse? You think back to like, in the 1940s, like World War Two, World War One, where they're like, there are nurses are in like the nursing caps and they're in their white gowns and they're helping um, soldiers coming back from war. And I just don't think that's the case at all. But when I was in high school, I didn't think that. I never thought that like, oh, a nurse has to be a female. I just thought of, no, I want to, I want to 
go to school to be a doctor because like that's just what I, I was just told my whole life and mm-hmm. I never really reflected on it. But I, I think then that goes into like as a high schooler, how much reflection are you actually doing? Mm-hmm. And like I think that that is also another word of a word of advice to all the high schoolers that are listening to this podcast. And that is to take a step back, sit down, just you and your thoughts with a paper and pen and just write down what you want to do, write down what you like. And that is actually what I did when it, it came time to, to actually decide, like, am I going to still pursue medical route or am I going to try something differently? Yeah. Especially in your formative, like, what are you called? Like your uh, formidable years, um, being in high school when you're only 17, 18 years old. And especially, you know, college is no exception to that. You're still very young and um, you have your whole life ahead of you to like make, to make decisions. It's no use in rushing them by any means. Um, but yeah, definitely taking time to reflect in these formidable years in your life can definitely set you up for success later on. And I, agree. Uh, I guess like a second um, part of my question that we, we kind of got a little sidetracked going off on the, the whole um, uh, expectations piece of it. But do you think that there were any things that you did while a student um, that you wish you did differently that could help you succeed as an, uh, as a future nurse or anything that you did maybe unintentionally that uh, will help you better succeed as a nurse kind of like on both sides of the spectrum? That's a great question, Chris. I, I love self-reflecting on this. So something that I did that was unintentionally beneficial was I studied abroad for two weeks and I went to Las Juntas Costa Rica and it was really cool because I was I wasn't planning on studying abroad is just was something my friends and I were interested in doing and I did it but when I was in Costa Rica I my research group and I we focused on uh we did we were, we were the public health group so we focused on the healthcare system in Costa Rica and basically got a better understanding of how it worked and what were its advantages and where it could improve upon and that set me up to want to pursue nursing even more because it made me realize of the different levels of health disparity that are out there. Mm. And I think that kind of goes into the, well, like the public health nursing of things where like, I'm excited to want to become a registered nurse to travel to South America, Central America, or even across seas to pursue in like different clinics and like to pursue working in different clinics and help third world countries that like don't have some of the resources that, we have here and they even leads me to how there are people in the United States there of course there are people in the United States that are not of access to healthcare and I think that my experience in Costa Rica opened my eyes to the field of healthcare in the sense of how can you be eligible for health insurance uh, are you have easy access to your nearest healthcare facility mm-hmm. what language barriers do you face if any and uh, is the healthcare you're getting, is it suffice? Like, is it actually helping you? Uh-huh. So I think that as a registered nurse, I would be able to aid in that process of, hey, let me make sure that the uh, resources you need, you're actually getting them. And not that you're just getting them, but they're sufficient. And like, you're getting the treatment you need and you're becoming healthier from it. So, so studying abroad was definitely something I... Uh, unintentionally did and really uh, find that as a very valuable feature in my undergraduate years as I'm sure like you could talk about too with uh, you going to Denmark yeah so for those who don't know I studied abroad in Denmark last fall and um, I'm actually planning on having a future episode about uh, studying abroad um, which of course I would love to have uh, 
Cash gave his input on as well as some of uh, my other friends who um, studied abroad with me or in their own their own places. Um, but yeah, it's definitely huge kind of acknowledging the spheres of healthcare that a lot of us take for granted, um, especially uh, in the U.S., um, where like generally speaking, unless in, like you're in a rural area or uh, uh, in a lower income area, like the healthcare is uh, relatively uniform um, as to the quality you're going to find. But obviously, and that's not the case all over the world. Um, yeah. and, and something I did differently, mm-hmm. something that I wish I did differently looking back on my college years was to really ask for help earlier before it became too late. That's super important. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I feel that a lot of people like feel that asking help, asking for help is, uh, like frowned upon or mm-hmm. just like, is a sign of weakness when reality it's not at all. If, if anything, I feel like it shows that like, I care about this a lot that I want to make sure I'm doing it correctly. And so that's why I'm here to ask for your help. Personally, on a personal note, uh, my freshman year was a pretty big transition uh, academically, socially, and mentally uh, from high school. And uh, looking at it specifically from an academic standpoint, I wish I went to more office hours. I wish that I was in the library more th- more times than I was, you know, Uh so really like finding the determination and being organized to the point where it's showing in uh, an academic setting is something I wish I was able to do better. You know, I, I understand that more now because of the past experiences, you know, we fail sometimes and failing's a, a part of life and there aren't any, there aren't any failures that go without a life lesson. And if you don't find the life lesson, then you're just not looking hard enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that as a freshman, having the ability to ask for help and getting more organized is something that I would I wish I was able to do differently because then maybe I would have figured out that I wanted to be a nurse like maybe my sophomore year of college or my freshman year of college. And then by that point, I would be able to work on completing the prerequisites um, earlier in my college career opposed to finishing my last uh, nursing prerequisite, which is anatomy and physiology two, my second semester of senior year. And right now, like being completely honest with you, it's biting me in the butt a little bit because one program that I was interested in, they asked that all of the prereqs be finished in February mm-hmm. of that uh, application cycle. Yeah, like and this February, like the February that just passed like a couple days ago, I'm still in anatomy physiology two. You know, I can't like speed up time to complete this course. Uh-huh. So because of that, I was not able to, my application was not fully completed because I didn't finish my prereq. So it's just that, it's just that, like just, uh, knowing that if I was, or- maybe if I was organized better, organized better in uh, my freshman year of college, that would set me up to figure out my life plans later in college. Mm-hmm. Oh, that brings me to another point that I wanted to share down to high schoolers and freshmen and sophomores that are listening to this podcast now that have a couple more years left in college. And that is that you guys have, uh, you guys are rich in time and you guys have an uh, an earlier start line of what, what you want to do. And I think that is really valuable because as a junior is uh, as a junior deciding that he wanted to do nursing it it wasn't too late it just made things a little bit more complex of fitting fitting everything in before i graduated so if you're able to figure out 
what direction you want to go sooner that may be able to help you out in the long run. And you may not see it at that point in time because you are that senior in high school or because you're a freshman, a first year or a second year student, but it would help out in the long run and just give it time and you'll see. All right. And I don't know if you, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if you have any closing thoughts that you didn't already say, but obviously um, whatever you want to emphasize most, go ahead. Um, Yeah, by all means. One, failure is inedible. So fail early, fail often, fail forward. Uh, I think that's a line that I got from Will Smith. He's one of my favorite motivational speakers. And that is that you, you, you can't, fear failure it's bound to happen and um the you you heard of harry potter right you know you know harry potter no i think so you heard about once or twice twice yeah well uh the author uh jk rowling rowling uh she has a good quote too about failing that i really liked and it was uh if you live your life so focused on not failing you're, it's impossible not to. It's impossible to live your life without failing at something, unless you lived so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, and in that case, you failed by default. Mm-hmm. And I think that with what J.K. Rowling and what Will Smith is saying, like that, like failing is really a part of life, and uh, it's really how you come back from those failures, where you grow as a person. So, I wisdom passing down is to fail early fail often and fail forward it's okay to fail all right and that wraps up our first real interview of the cardinal med series and that was super fun to really record um i'm super grateful that cash agreed to come on the show and provide insight into like his whole academic career and how uh, he plans to really continue it in the future um it's really important to consider your options when you're pursuing a career in healthcare. and i think cash is a great example of someone who um, thought he he knew what he wanted and had the courage to change his mind and not let himself kind of go on this uh, well-beaten trail that he said that his family, a lot of people in his family were doctors and stuff, and he said that uh, he just kind of felt that becoming a doctor was just uh, in, his, in his nature in a way. But, you know, he had the courage to take a step back and have some real deep introspection and realize it just wasn't for him for a variety of reasons. And I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to succeed um, by leaps and bounds for that very reason. Um, so again, just huge thanks for Cash to come on the show, and I'm real excited to see um, how future interviews go, and I'm excited to hopefully see him on the show again. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cardinal Med Podcast. If you found any of this information helpful, please be sure to rate us well on iTunes or whatever platform you found us on. If you did not, uh, we'd equally appreciate some constructive criticism as well. That way we can improve and best help you as a student succeed. Consider becoming a patron on Patreon uh, if you want some inside gifts from Cardinal Med um, and just want to see us grow in production and quality. Finally, just as a bit of a disclaimer, any information you obtain via Cardinal Med is for entertainment purposes only and should 100% be verified with your own pre-med advisor as they can provide a much more individualized approach. Um, I am not a pre-med advisor. I am a student much like yourself, just with some additional experiences. See you